Before I read our gospel lesson for today, I want to bring you words of greetings and peace from the Presbytery of the James. I am your presbyter for relational care in this new staffing structure. The Presbytery, like Second Church, is living into a time of staff transition. We're still figuring out who we are with three executive presbyters and one stated clerk. We are spending this first year building teamwork as a staff and connecting with ministers and congregations within our geographic boundaries. We are responding to ministers and congregations in times of crisis, in times of transition, in times of celebration, and in the ordinary times and work of ministry. We are leading forward. We are accompanying alongside. And sometimes we're even pushing from behind, as one pastor described our work to me last week as leading this presbytery kicking and screaming into something new. We are moving out in faith, trusting the work of the Spirit in the process, and discerning our next steps, and sometimes our missteps. And we do all of this work together, grounded, as the psalmist said, in the faithfulness of God, trusting, as our gospel lesson will challenge, in the witness of Jesus, our Savior, and in the promised accompaniment of the Holy Spirit. While today's scripture lessons were taken from the lectionary, they seem to have something to say to us, both the Presbytery and Second Church, in this time of transition a word of comfort, a word of confidence, and a word of challenge. So listen to God's word for us today found in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, the first 14 verses. Jesus is speaking. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know the Father, my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. 
How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. Friends, this is the word of the Lord for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. The Gospel of John is set apart from the synoptic Gospels. Perhaps he had a different editor in the publishing process. His thematic approach to the story of Jesus reads more like a diary telling of the story. The Gospel of John, like the first season of Ted Lasso, is focused on one thing, believe. Believe that Jesus is connected to God the Father from the beginning. Jesus is the Word, and he was with God, and he was God from the very beginning. Jesus is God's only Son, close to the Father's heart. And Jesus is the one who makes the Father known. Come in, get comfortable, the writer of John says to his audience. Let me tell you this story of Jesus in a way that maybe you haven't heard it before, because this story is for you, and you, and you. This story is for everyone, everyone who believes. Who is this Jesus? Well, Jesus tells us himself throughout the Gospel of John. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the true vine. All of these understandings of Jesus point to one thing. I am how you get to know God. And when you get to know God, you know about who you are. And when you know who about who you are, you can see how these promises are for everyone. And then you will understand. And in your understanding, you will be spurred into action and you will become bread and light, and gates, and shepherds, and ways, and truth, and life, and vines for all of God's sheep. For the sheep who, God, who Jesus meets in the dark, and the ones who meet Jesus by the well during the day. For the ones caught in the act of sin, and the ones who are ready to throw those stones and attack. For the ones who are born blind, and the ones who choose to be blind. 
for the ones who recline at table with Jesus and the ones who will betray Jesus, the ones who weep by the tomb, and the ones who proclaim, I have seen the Lord, the ones who believe because they have seen, and the ones who believe and have not yet seen. Don't wait, the gospel writer of John urges his readers. Believe. In today's text, Jesus is gathered with his disciples, and although John doesn't have the Last Supper story that we're most familiar with, with Jesus breaking bread and pouring wine, Jesus is sharing a Passover meal, and he is washing their feet, and he's telling them what is coming in this time of transition and includes all the aspects of a good story. There will be some betrayal. There is some suspense. There is a command to love. And there's all the drama of will they or won't they live up to Jesus' expectations. And into this scene, Jesus speaks words of comfort. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I don't hear Jesus saying this in a calm down sort of tone of voice to their anxiety and unease. But it's the same tone that John has used throughout his whole gospel. It's a calling in. It's okay, friends. I know what lies ahead for you. I know that it's going to be scary and unsettling and you may feel apprehensive and nervous and edgy. Believe. Believe in God and believe also in me. This word believe is a present tense verb right now. Right now, as you are hearing this, in this time of transition, in this time of unpredictability, when you are feeling all of the feels, believe. Believe in God and also in me, says Jesus. And these words of comfort transition quickly to a word of promise. Believe that there is lots and lots of space for you in all of God's dwelling places. It's all the wonders of a suburban sprawl without any of the annoying traffic. Can you see it? There are small apartments and huts. There are medium-sized houses and complexes. There are larger-than-life mansions with wings and wings and rooms and rooms and rooms. And Jesus is going to get it all ready for you so that you can be there with Jesus and also with everyone else who believes. Good is coming. Good is waiting for you. Good is being prepared for you. You know the way I'm going, Jesus says, Maybe it's your voice that calls out with Thomas, who likes a little clarity from Jesus every now and then. Um, hey, Jesus, 
we don't really know where you're going, and so we're not sure how to get there. Can you share your Google Map location with us, and then we'll be sure that we're on the right track. And maybe you can see Jesus smile as he responds, I am the way and the truth and the life. Words of promise of who Jesus is, always more than what we ask or what we expect. Thomas is asking for directions. Jesus is providing words of promise and confidence. I am better than your Google map, Thomas, because you can trust me. And you need not worry about recalculating or losing your connection or traffic jams or speed traps. I am, says Jesus, all you need. The way, the truth, and the life. The way to get to God, the truth about God, and the life lived in fullness with God. Believe. In this time of transition, when our hearts may be troubled, Jesus continues to speak words of comfort and confidence. I wonder what you are asking of Jesus so that you can know the way. Well, then Jesus shifts the movement of the text If you know me, you will also know my Father. He tried to move here earlier when he said, you know the way, the place where I'm going, but he had to take that little detour with Thomas. He's back on track with the movement of the story, believe in God, believe also in me, and if you know me, you will know the Father. Knowing. This verb is a look backwards, what you already know. And it might be better translated, if you would have known me, then you would have known the Father. If you had known me, if you had been listening, if you had learned and trusted all the pieces that are included in knowing something, then you would have already known God through me. This knowing is trusting in what you have been taught. Of course, we understand that knowing also has to include the important work of questioning what we've been taught because we have been taught to use Jesus' words to keep people out. We have learned about hoarding bread, about shading and protecting the light, about closing the gate, about calling people wolves in the guise of protecting the sheep, about speaking death and confusing the way, the truth, and the life, and about allowing the vine to wither because we're so focused on pruning the branches ourselves. Philip enters the story Show us the Father, and he says, and we will be satisfied. 
We believe you, Lord, he seems to say. We trust what you have taught us. We were paying attention, but if it's okay with you, we'd like just a little bit more clarity. Maybe you have a selfie of you and God, you know, hanging back together in creation when you spoke life into this chaos and void. Maybe when the sea was parted or really any picture at all, just give us a a glimpse. Show us. And we will believe and know. But Jesus will not be deterred and returns to the word of comfort that is now a word of challenge. Believe. Believe me. I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And if you can't believe that, then believe the good works that I have done. Because someone who believes will also do these good works. The healing the feeding, the welcoming, the witnessing, the teaching, the speaking truth to authority, the declaring life to a world of darkness. And they, well, they will do even more. This is quite the challenge to us. To do even greater works than those in the name of Jesus so that God may be glorified. I wonder what you need Jesus to show you so that you will believe and know. So are you ready, church? Are you ready to continue to show Jesus to a world that needs his message of comfort, of confidence, and of challenge? While you wait for a PNC that is not even yet formed to complete its task. Sounds like marching orders for the Presbytery and for Second Church in this time of transition. Trust the leadership that is guiding the process of discerning pastoral staffing, but don't stop doing the work of Jesus that you are already doing. In fact, maybe do more. This was the right now work for the disciples that day. And this is the right now work for all of us. Lord, show us how long it will be until we have a called and installed head of staff and we will be satisfied. Show us how long until there will be peace on earth or even just on the streets of the city of Richmond. Show us how long we can until we go a week or maybe even a day without gun violence in our nation. Show us how long until we are reconciled to one another across all of the boundaries that we have created, all of the gates that we have closed. Show us, Lord, and we will be satisfied And we will travel this journey together, this journey of transition, as Hannah said with the children, hand in hand. Your hands gathered here, the Presbytery joining in with our hands as well. Listening for Jesus' words to continue to bring us comfort, confidence, and a challenge. Believe, people of God. Amen. Pray with me, please. Loving God, 
By the power of your Holy Spirit, give us the vision and the strength to live how you have called us to be in our homes, in our jobs, in our schools, in our communities, and in this world that you created called good and love. Through Christ we pray. Amen.